hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show, where your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of multi-award winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, overworking, addictive doing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's dive in. G'day guys, welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. Super excited to have you join us for this episode. Awesome. Today is another Connect the Dots episode. We really like these ones. This is where we take a listener's case, put our detective hats on and connect the dots of the case's health symptoms, the case, that sounds very serious, the person's health symptoms and identify potential body, mind, environment, root causes and also suggest the best lab test to confirm imbalances. So today we're going to be digging into a case around fibromyalgia anxiety and pain as a loving message so thank you to danica for sending in your case and letting us investigate this today and if you love these episodes and you'd like to submit your own case you can go to the show notes and you can fill in an application form and who knows maybe next time you might be on our podcast thanks so much for joining us guys stick around we'll let this one roll Okie dokie. So before we jump into this case, just want to make it fully aware that this podcast episode is only for informational and educational purposes only. So it doesn't actually replace having an official consult with us or with your medical doctor or your practitioner. So whatever we discuss today, it isn't around giving you advice. As a disclaimer, this is not health advice or medical advice. It would actually be irresponsible of us to say, oh, we have a small a bit of information around this person's case. Go and do this. We would need to sit down with you like for a good 90 minutes, sometimes even longer to really understand what's going on for you today. So these Connect the Dots episodes are more coming from a place of, hey, here's a new perspective that maybe you didn't know about, whether it's functional medicine or our specific ending body burnout process where we really look at the deepest root causes of all the physical, emotional, mental layers. This is the holistic model of healing. It's extrapolating. It's it's not looking specifically at symptoms, giving you a solution for a symptom, slapping a label on it and saying, hey, you've got this thing, do this. It's all about our, our model of holistic healing is looking at the root, root cause. It's not just why do you have the symptom, it's, well, why did Eve, why, why are your body systems falling apart and when did that start happening? So our, our model for healing and health is all about extrapolating and seeing the big picture. That's why we call it connecting the dots. It's like a big connect the dots drawing. You know, you plonk all these dots and interesting bits of information on a page, connect it all up and a, a big picture of your overall health and situation uh, starts to emerge. 
Awesome. So let's dig into Danika's case. So this poor lady has been struggling with some pretty intense chronic pain health issues ever since a kid and a teenager. So she wrote in on her application form that she has an intense combo of chronic pain issues. So rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, endometriosis, migraines, CRPS, which if you don't know what that stands for, um, stands for complex regional pain syndrome. So basically it's where you have excessive and prolonged pain and inflammation that follows an injury that's not getting better. Um, And she also said that she has a lot of allergies as well. So they're like the physical symptoms, but there's also some neurological mental health conditions going on as well. So she's been diagnosed with OCD, anxiety and chronic fatigue. So this listener said that her issues started after a high amount of stress and trauma in her childhood and she's been trying to manage her symptoms currently through mainstream medicine, using medications to deal with pain and inflammation um, like anti-rheumatic drugs. I think I mispronounced that. Um, So basically those drugs are used to stop or slow down disease process in rheumatoid arthritis. She's also tried a bunch of biologicals and steroids used for autoimmunity, antihistamines for allergies, the pill for endometriosis. So she's she's tried a lot of um, pharmaceuticals and she said specifically in quotes, I'm not 100% convinced mainstream medicine is the answer. And she didn't elaborate as to why, but I'm assuming when someone says that, it usually means they still have symptoms, it's still flaring up, maybe there's been no improvement at all, maybe there's been a little bit of an improvement, but it ends up just being a bit of a band-aid approach. And what we see often in practice too is when people are on a cocktail of pharmaceuticals that aren't really addressing the root, often these pharmaceuticals also cause more side effects and symptoms. Um so we want to break all, all that down. Um, also in the application form, she said she's also tried physios and chiros and hydrotherapy for the pain in her body as well as elimination diet. So she's been working hard. It's not like just sitting in victim mode with chronic pain and woe is me. She has been trying to get some answers. Um, but again, I'm assuming these haven't solved the issues because she's still experiencing all these Uh, symptoms from the condition she's been labeled with okay deep breath deep breath so there's a lot going on with this woman and just in that list of symptoms i can feel how much pain physically and emotionally she is in and has been for a long time both of us have actually had in our combination of body burnout symptoms in the past, like chronic pain, and it is just not a fun place to be in. It's depressing sometimes. You can sometimes pain can have a a emotional impact on you, and you know that Chinese. I think it's Chinese that water torture, where it's just water dripping. Dripping, 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 and it can create a, a such a stress and a and a traumatic uh, strain on your mental, emotional. It's just dripping water, and nothing's wrong until it is. Everything's okay until it's not. And and sometimes it can be just even the smallest sensation over and over again can can cause a lot of emotional stress and turmoil in in us. That's 
that's really normal. It's the human experience to, to be frustrated at that. So uh, throw in intense sensation and it ma- it's not Chinese water torture with dripping water. It's like a fire hose <laughs> sometimes. Mm. Okay, so where to go from here? <clears throat> In our practice, we believe that there are two main causes of body burnout and chronic health issues, and they are physical inflammatories or physical inflammation is one cause, and the other cause is metaphysical inflammatories. And I'll explain briefly about these. So like physical inflammatories would be um, things like processed foods that might be inflaming your your body, environmental toxins, mold, um, it could be imbalances in the body that is now causing physical um, inflammation as well and then on the other side metaphysical inflammatories are more around your thoughts and your feelings and your beliefs and a lot of this stuff gets stuck and stored in the unconscious state which can cause major stress to the nervous system and then affect all your body systems and for some people this shows up as chronic pain. So if you only address one side of these causes, it's unlikely you're going to get results or at least long lasting results. So it sounds like for this lady, at least like in the medical realm, um, she's been trying a lot of physical stuff and currently it doesn't really sound like it's budging much at all. So let's dig into both of these causes Um which is basically our holistic ending body burnout method approach. All right. So whenever a client presents with chronic pain, especially when it's manifesting as autoimmunity, so that's things like fibromyalgia or RA or endometriosis, I'm always thinking about what's causing the body to be stressed or triggered, which is then eliciting the pain. Like where is that coming from? So some body systems I start thinking about are your adrenals and brain. So these organs are all about keeping you safe, which also means they secrete a lot of stress-related hormones and chemicals. Um, So when the tiger's chasing you, cortisol will rise and so will adrenaline, a brain chemical, a stress hormone. And these help you to stay safe because then you run away or you fight away the danger. So... In our modern world, though, we're just exposed to so many different types of stresses. And a lot of times we see in practice that people are just dysfunctionally, their organs are now secreting way too many stress hormones and brain chemicals that are breaking down the other body systems. So these alone can neurologically elicit pain. Like if the brain's not functioning very well, then it can send dysfunctional signals down to the other areas of the body and actually cause pain. But also when your body has so much stress raging through its bloodstream, through the hormones and chemicals, it also starts to break down the body. So this is what's called a catabolic effect. So your body literally like goes into a stress response and it starts eating away at muscle tissue, connective tissue, minerals from the bone. And that alone also can cause musculoskeletal Um, damage and pain but also it can then lead to things like autoimmune issues where say for example rheumatoid arthritis um, is actually kind of attacking the tissues so definitely be thinking about adrenals and brain 
The other body system that's super important is the gut. So there's so much research now that connects poor gut health with chronic pain, especially with things like fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, and there's even been studies around endometriosis. So they had, um, there was a study where they looked at a group of control women, so women who didn't have endometriosis, and then another group of women who did have endometriosis, and they found that the women who had endometriosis had high amounts of LPS bacteria, um, so they're inflammatory bacteria in their period in comparison to the control group and so then they then were like oh right well there's a connection of dysbiosis and poor gut health and an imbalance in your bacteria that is actually linked to these autoimmune conditions so that's pretty amazing um so when the gut breaks down or becomes imbalanced, so that could show up as things like dysbiosis, as I said before, or nasty pathogens overgrowing in your gut, whether that's parasites or candida or leaky gut or histamine or allergies to food. This adds in yet another physical stress trigger to the mix. So the body imbalances are constantly triggering the immune system causing more autoimmune symptoms, which then show up as pain in the body. And there's also, I was talking about research with endometriosis, but there's a lot of, I'll just name a few bacteria, you don't really need to know them, but you know, these are things that we can test for in a stool test. So um, Citrobacter species, Klebsiella, Provitella species, all of these are part of your normal flora, bacteria that's part of the normal flora. But if they overgrow, there is a lot of research now that connects these bacteria to causing autoimmune or causing an autoimmune trigger. And especially around rheumatoid arthritis pain, which is very interesting because it's like, I feel it on my limbs. Surely it's not coming from my gut, but everything's connected. So it can manifest from the gut. Um. Detox. So last body system I want to mention, which can also be related to chronic pain, is your detoxification system. So this is all about your liver and your detox pathways and how they can get really overloaded when there's a lot of stuff going on in the gut. So if someone has a lot of gut issues, and I do just kind of like circling back to this listener's cases symptoms. So she did mention food allergies. Um, highly likely there's stuff going on in the gut. So when there's a lot of stuff going on in the gut, your liver can get overwhelmed because one of the major ways you get rid of toxins is you dump it back into the gut and then you pull it out. But this isn't very effective when the gut is imbalanced. So eventually over time, the liver burns out, toxins get stuck in the fat tissues, which then trigger another stress response and it's almost like you're getting triggered by these toxins 24 7 because they're in your body always unless you can get them out so your body just starts freaking out against these high toxic um the high toxic load in your body and then that can then cause antibodies so showing up as autoimmunity causing more inflammation and further stressing out your adrenals and neuro transmitters and also just like specific to this case when someone's on a lot of medications um, and again not against medication at all but if there's like a cocktail mix of lots of things it's just another thing that the liver has to sort through let alone the environmental toxins that we're constantly exposed to like petrol fumes um, 
toxins in cleaning products or certain foods or alcohol. And so it's no wonder that our poor livers are struggling a bit for some people. (laughs) So our motto in our clinic is always test don't guess. So I'd definitely be thinking about testing the adrenals. You can do that via saliva and looking at the neurotransmitters, which you can look at via urine. Like how cool is it that you can see what your brain is doing via your pee? Um, I'd also be thinking about testing the gut via poo, or sometimes that might be a breath test if I'm thinking about SIBO um, and also detox pathways. So these are like, again, we're only looking at a small bit of information that this listener sent in. So these recommendations that, you know, we're giving on the podcast may absolutely change if I actually had a consult with this person. Um, And, you know, but for the purpose of this podcast, we're really just bouncing ideas on what might be going on. Just dots on a page here, just collecting dots on a page. So we can connect them. Okay, so you can't have body burnout symptoms without there being physical imbalances in the body systems, which is why we love lab testing. But remember that physical inflammation is only one cause of body burnout. You also need to start considering metaphysical inflammation because you could do all the lovely natural healing work to the body like supplements and lovely diets and um going toxin free and all that sort of stuff but if there's a whole heap of metaphysical inflammation happening inside your system as well then it's just going to continue causing adrenal issues neurotransmitter issues and that'll eventually break down the gut and the detox pathways again so that's why we use the holistic approach to address all parts of you so you can actually end your body burnout and not just get symptomatic relief for a short period, um, which is often what we see. People feel really good while they're doing the physical stuff, maybe might feel good for a month or two or a year later, but eventually these symptoms keep popping up if you haven't addressed the other side. So shall we dive into the metaphysical inflammatories and deeper root causes? My dear Chris, you've been very quiet. You're <laughs> talking a lot. <laughs> this is a so... <clears throat> Holistic, the holistic model rather than the reductionist model. Reductionist is reducing us into bits and pieces, symptoms associated with systems. Now, sometimes alternative therapists like naturopaths and chiropractic, uh, even even the medical model, that they will label themselves as holistic in what they do which might be might be true were than just simply giving you a band-aid medication for a symptom and yes you can't have these symptoms without body systems falling apart or becoming dysfunctional so that's that's true but why does that happen in the first place? Like, what's the reason? What's the reason this all started? When did this all start? And Danica mentioned that that she uh, her health issues started after and during high stress and trauma in her childhood and teenage years. That's massive. That's a huge part of the puzzle. Um, so we 
we're going to speak to that with sensitivity. And in sometimes, sometimes it might not be the one reason. It might not be the thing that causes the symptom. But these are dots on the page. They're, they're interesting, curious bits of information that we put down and that we link up and we can get a big picture of, of Danica's overall sense of wellness and, and, um, and health. Mm. And the thing around trauma, we actually did a podcast, a Connect the Dots one, Ooh, maybe it was podcast four or five on ADHD, fatigue and trauma. So if you, if you want to listen back to that one, we talk a lot more about trauma in that one. But I just want to like just mention that, that it is a big piece of the puzzle if it hasn't been addressed. And a lot of the times people are doing um, things like talk therapy which is lovely and can be really helpful to gain more awareness of what's going on. But a lot of the time, you know, trauma is stuck in the unconscious state and it can be really somatic as well. So it can get like literally stuck in your body tissues. Well, not literally, <laughs> but the, the body remembers. The body remembers when we get triggered by certain things and then that's where it can then show up as physical symptoms. And sometimes, you know, if you have done some work around trauma, but you're still sick, there's potentially might be something still trapped in your system that needs to be addressed. Um, can, can I just speak to that real quick? Yeah. Uh, when, when, when hard things happen, when really hard things happen, traumatic experiences and uh, these experiences happen in our lives it can have it, it can have a um, like sometimes the what am I trying to say? It, when we go to when we see people and when we've worked with say psychologists or or, or mental health practitioners, counselors, therapists, potential potentially when just isolated and just doing that one thing that's similar to going to the similar to going to a, a doctor and getting a prescription for a symptom sometimes and and so that's what we're that's i think that's what we're trying to get across here is when viewed alone and by itself modalities uh and symptoms it's not the it's not a pure holistic model and so what we want to do is we want to take the physical and we want to take the metaphysical to be able to get all the possible bits of information extrapolate that dig it dig it up and that's what we're going to do right now for Danica yeah, well, a little bit, little surface bit. level. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Based uh, on with the tiny it, bit yeah, of information. Yeah, 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 yeah. And really not so much for the person. This is for everybody and using it as a bit of a springboard. So For the ideas that we've been given and the information that we've been given, we're going to pull those apart. Yeah. So like as a as a general inquiry into, oh, you've got this symptom. Hmm, what, what, what might be a mental, emotional, spiritual cause of that? Yes, we know that when there's stress, like mental, emotional stress, it's going to affect the body system. So we're not disregarding lab testing and supplements and diets. We do all that in our practice. But, well, let's just address the whole self so that we can get resolution. 
So when it comes to pain, um, their pain can often suggest that there may be guilt and that guilt always seeks punishment. And it's interesting that when someone fills out the application form, there's a few checklists kind of just like, do you identify with this? And this listener did self-identify herself as repeatedly experiencing feelings of shame, guilt and apathy, which is not uncommon when there's been unresolved trauma. And that could even be like little t trauma when you're a little kid and you didn't get what you want and you were completely disappointed. Often those feelings mean that there's some sort of broken relationship with the self and the following symptoms and causes are also often seen in people with unresolved trauma. So we do see autoimmunity pop up and chronic pain. The body is literally screaming, screaming at you to trying to bring alignment and to heal a broken relationship with yourself. Um, rheumatoid arthritis. So this, by the way, we're referencing a book called Heal Your Body by Louise Hay, which is just a great little book just to open up this inquiry. Um, so rheumatoid arthritis, a common mental, emotional or a plausible cause could be around feeling victimized, lack of love, chronic bitterness, resentment, when allergies are popping up, who are you allergic to? Who are you denying your power to? And anxiety is often around not trusting the flow and process of life. So, so as you hear those, like if anyone that is listening identifies with any of those symptoms and you're like, oh, yes, yes, I am giving away my power and oh my goodness, I do have so many allergies or anxiety. Oh yes, I always feel like I have to force life or life is scary or time is scary, then then that's like, okay, cool. And without any judgment around that, it's just like, great, we've just connected some more dots. Like, wow, cool. What great pieces of information we have now to then dig deeper into the root causes. Where did those feelings and emotions come from? Why are they still there? Just in the same way as we do the lab testing for the body systems. Uh don't want to cut your thought off. There you go. So pain uh, and guilt. So it's not not surface value, surface level, like what most people would think of guilt. I, I think of it at the identity level. So I remember one time I had a had a pain in my foot, really significant pain. Uh, I'd call it a constant nine out of ten pain and I I was that that I was experiencing those sensations for a period of about six to six to eight weeks I feel like it was months or even year uh maybe yeah <laughs> you were complaining a lot about those feet <laughs> yeah so I was uh I remember I was I was going through uh a strong emotional uh, experience based on that that pain that I, or that that sensation that I was feeling in my in my foot and and the the attitude that I had and the opinion that I had was based upon an expectation that I should be able to do certain things I should be able to go for a run I should be able to uh, play sport I, I should be able to go to work uh, you know I had all these things which surface level like that sounds like 
normal human stuff. I should be able to, you know, a human could and maybe should be able to do that. But I had this expectation that, that this is something that I, Chris, did and it was part of my identity. It was part of my who I who I was and who I believed I was. And so when I couldn't do those things, when I when I had an inability to to do the things that I thought I did, well, I had this existential crisis, this void of identity, this dark night of the soul, where I thought, well, if I can't do the things that make me who I am, who am I? And this is all stemming from pain in my foot and I remember speaking to a, a dear friend and a mentor of mine and and this is purely just what I Chris needed in this moment and maybe this might resonate with you maybe this might be triggering or, or um, not work for you I'm like that's okay he said Chris that's that sounds awful I can't believe that you can't walk without pain and you can't run you can't even play sport and you can't even do deadlifts oh my bro this is awful and I'd just been in tears like explaining him to uh, explaining to him how I was feeling and he looked at me with just like this like oh not mocking and condescending is the not the right attitude that he had Buddy, look, you do, I hope you can picture like his face was looking down at me and just kind of like playing a joke. And he knew that's exactly what I needed in that, in that time. And I just laughed. I just laughed and I was just like, you're right. <laughs> Who cares? And it's what I needed to just get some cracks in that belief that I had that I wasn't good enough. And it took a friend, a really close friend of mine to be able to just like sit with me in the way that we both resonated with and just laugh and just say, you got this, man. You're all good. And so now that's what I, I, I benefited from. And that's where I think guilt can sometimes show up when we're not showing up or not able to do the things that we think we should or could do. And we have this identity crisis. Can I share a story as well? Go for it. I was just thinking Your about, name's on the podcast. It is on. I, sh- I am allowed to speak. <laughs> I can speak. So I've used up my quota. It might have been around the same time that Chris had his foot pain. No, it was before his. Um, I remember after I had our first baby, I really severely hurt my back about six months postpartum. I was trying to do a deadlift on my own. I had never done one before, so that was not a good idea. And I heard my back pop. And for the next three days, I could not move. And then for the next 18 months, it just wasn't getting better until I started doing functional medicine and holistic healing. But now I can look back with more wisdom. Okay, so dumb, maybe a dumb thing to do, the deadlift, but also I had so much guilt and shame around that time um, when I was struggling with my mental health and I felt like a failure as a mother. Chris pretty much raised our child, our baby, for the first six months. That explains a lot so of her habits. <laughs> what? Our oh, daughter. Poppy. Yes. yes. She's a little Chris. She's a little Chris. Yes. And so, and so, and so it's almost like, like what, what I guess this story is demonstrating to, it's usually not one thing. 
it's it's that things stack up onto each other. So yeah, I had a lot of physical stuff going on in my body and my body probably hadn't healed yet fully from um, pregnancy and birth, which was probably again because of a guilt and a shame and a um, a self-worth thing. And then I did a dumb thing at the gym or at home, um, but it just wasn't getting better. And I went to physios and osteos and they did x-rays and they're like there's nothing wrong with you you shouldn't be in this much pain and yeah and it, it was all metaphysical stuff as well as adrenals and everything else but it was stress like it was just the combination of different types of physical and metaphysical stresses that weren't allowing my body to heal from the pain Boom. okay so Hopefully, hopefully you're getting by now if you're a bit of a regular listener now that it's like, you know, working on the whole self, metaphysical and physical when it comes to chronic pain or any body burnout symptom um, is so essential, so passionate about it. Now, I want to just speak into um, antibodies and autoimmunity just as like a little a little for I don't know what I'm trying to say a little touch point <laughs> a little quote um, many people feel so when they're in chronic pain their body is causing a lot of issues many people feel like their body is fighting against them so even like in the autoimmune medical jargon so if you go to doctors they'll say oh yeah your antibodies are attacking your body's tissues so it's like even this narrative around chronic pain and autoimmunity is all around your body is fighting against you but I want you to know that your body is always fighting for you not against you it's always trying to bring you back into a place of homeostasis and that's why we titled part of the title of this podcast was pain is a loving message because pain is a loving message. It's lovingly trying to keep you safe. It's trying to help you realign your whole self back to your true self and to repair all the dysfunctional beliefs and programming and painful emotions stuck in your system and so like literally pain is just trying to grab your attention to bring you back to yourself, to bring you back to happiness and wholeness. And so when we can start to see pain as that, even that alone can help to loosen up the way you're actually feeling and sens the sensations of pain. And you might even find that it lessens. But at the end of the day, it's grabbing your attention. And so when you start leaning into it and listening to it and acting upon it, it will disappear because then your body doesn't need to scream at you anymore. You might feel, what have you got to do? In, in the, sa in the same, uh, to go back to that story that I was, I was talking about when I couldn't run, I couldn't deadlift, I couldn't do the things. What's so bad about that? What's, what's so hard about that? What, what did I feel like I needed to do? I feel like I just need to sit down and, and just like and take, take a load off, get off my feet and stop doing things. What would be so bad about that? And then I, I had an answer for that. It would be bad. It would be bad, 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 bad. Can't, shouldn't, need to not. You know, I had these thoughts and these expectations of what I should do. I was stuck up should creek 
without a paddle. It's my favorite little saying. And yes, mum, I said should creak. Hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we, we have these expectations of what we can and can't do or should and shouldn't do. That's stress right there. It's an opinion issue. It's largely internal. It's largely an opinion issue. And that's stress. That's that fight, that conflict, that part of us that's just fighting against each other. And that causes us to to be in a in a a a state physically that's a state of inflammation based on these these metaphysical or these opinions that we've got for ourselves. So wouldn't it be cool if 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 some of your your pains could be resolved just simply by listening to what your body's saying and and just allowing yourself to let go of resisting that and and forcing yourself to to be a certain way. What if you could just allow yourself to just let go? What would it be like? And really cool that there's neuroscience research. It's actually pretty new that says our brain is actually the organ that's controlling pain. So I just want to like, before we finish up, I just quickly want to, um, break this down for you. So, so there's recent findings and now saying that pain is not actually in the body. You might feel it in your body, but the pain, well, it's not that the pain is in the brain. It's in the brain or your brain is controlling the pain we feel in the body. And there's these things called neural pathways. So you can have soft or hard neural pathways. So soft path, neural pathways are... Uh, Basically, like you have a little thought, might be a new thought that will create a new soft neural pathway. Things become hard neural pathways and more sort of like set in stone or set in concrete when you constantly think something um, often or when you do a behavioral thing often. So like a good example is a baby learning to walk. So when they first start trying to learn to walk, they're initially creating soft neural pathways. And then when they become competent at it, and it becomes just an autonomic process that then has created hard neural pathways. So this relates to pain because, well, pain might have started in the body. Um, like, for example, Danica mentioned she had the condition where she had an injury and it just hasn't healed, kind of like my back thing. Um, so while pain might have started in the body, sometimes for some people they might have a lot of gut pain and it usually, you know, you might have, picked up a nasty parasite or whatever it is, might be healed now or gone now. But when that pain becomes chronic, so when it becomes daily or like very regular, neural pathways are created every time you feel the pain so that any time that you're triggered by your trigger, so that could be stress. Stress is a huge one. Anytime you feel even the smallest amount of stress, your brain has created these pathways to say, when we're stressed, we send this signal down to the body to produce pain. We need to tell them right now because currently stress is or feels unsafe. And so over time, your brain just gets really quick and really proficient at creating these really fast neural pathways and then over time these chronic pain issues actually come from the brain and they're no longer just or even in the body anymore which is crazy 
So these neural pathways can be so strong that even after you physically heal the area, whether that's rehab for an injury or gut work for parasites or SIBO, or may, maybe now you've got all the toxins out or, or you're no longer actually allergic to certain foods, your brain can still continue to send the pain signals when you get triggered even though the initial physical issue has resolved. And this was a big part of why we switched our focus purely from just doing pure functional medicine and doing like physical healing to then switching it to, you know what, there's a bunch of people who aren't getting better or they are getting better, but then their symptoms flare up. This was my case as well. It's like, what is going on here? And so now, so then we started looking at like the brain and the nervous system and neural pathways. And it's like, holy smokes, physical symptoms aren't just physical, they're metaphysical as well. But it's all connected through your brain and your neural pathways and your nervous system. So the cool thing about this research is that we can retrain our brain to create new neural pathways of safety and comfort and essentially you're able to then switch off pain. So if you've done a lot of physical healing but you're still getting symptoms, then it's highly likely you need to do brain retraining. And we've actually plugged this into our ending body burnout method. Um, So we have our uh, first process after doing lab testing is called SPARK. And that's where we can really make sure that our clients are addressing both all the physical stuff, but also all the metaphysical stuff at the same time to create new neural pathways and to essentially just control the way our brain then communicates to our body and the symptoms that we have, which is so cool because it's super long lasting results and it works. We see this time and time again with clients having pretty remarkable results after decades of having symptoms. Also puts you into a, uh, a more resourceful state, like uh, just being resilient as well. So, uh, bulletproof, anti-fragile, as um, Nicholas Talib, I think it is, correct me if I'm wrong, talks about being anti, anti-fragile, anti-fragile, just not, not falling apart when this stuff happens being resilient not not forcing yourself to keep going like just digging getting to the root cause getting into a better state along your healing journey uh searching for the outcome aiming to heal working on betterment but then just kind of letting go of the attachment to wanting to be better and to be fixed just letting go of that urgency and necessity is healing in and of itself and it's really a beautiful uh what's that saying it it's um seems like it takes forever and then overnight it just happens <laughs> what's what's change. that one change takes a long time coming but happens in a moment yeah that <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it's that's what the healing journey is is all about doing the little things yeah Awesome. So we hope that this has helped you gain a different perspective on chronic pain in body burnout and to look at physical health symptoms in a more holistic approach. Um, And the power, like the power and the results that can come when you can address body burnout from both a physical and metaphysical inflammatory perspective. So if you really enjoyed this episode, give us a rating on 
podcast Send us area. Love. <laughs> but also, if you'd like your own case anonymously reviewed on a Connect the Dots episode, then as I said before, you can go down to the show notes, click the application link, and you can send us a, your case. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Super excited to, to have you join us on the next episode. Until then, have the best day ever. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our ending body burnout assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one ending body burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have Have the the best best day day ever. ever. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.